Hey, Kev, it's time to record a new Smodcast. Fuck off. I'm listening to one of the other great shows on the Smodcast Podcast Network. Scott? There's so many to choose from. You damn skimpy, there's so many to choose from. I'm on five every week myself, man. Uh, Hollywood Babylon on Monday, Smodcast with you on Tuesday, Jane, Silent Bob, Get Old on Wednesday with Jay Muse, Fat Man on Batman every Thursday, and then I wrap up the week with Edumacation with Andy McElfrish. There's so many to choose from. Hell yeah, son, and those aren't the only podcasts. Those are just the ones I'm involved with. What about the podcasts of Smodco that don't feature me, man, like Tell Em Steve Dave? Last Week on Earth with Ben Glebe. I Sell Comics with Ming and Mike. There's so many to choose from. Hey man, there's also Film School Fridays or NetHeads or Get Up On This, Team Jack. There's so many to choose from. The Breaks, man. Waking from the American Dream. Bagged and Boarded. Phoebe. Soundbite Nation. These are all the shows you could be listening to over at Smodcast.com, Scott. There's so many to choose from. And if audio's not enough for you, man, if you're just like, no, I want the thick dick of video as well, man, we can go to our YouTube channel, which is C-Smod. Or you can watch Comic Book Men, our show on AMC, following The Walking Dead and The Talking Dead every Sunday. Sunday night. There's so many to choose from. That's right, Scott. There are so many to choose from. So get choosing, kids. Go to smodcast.com. Start getting picky, man. Stick these sweet, sweet oral sounds into your ear pussies. There's so many to choose from. You said that already. There's so many to choose from. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no sides. One. Hello, everybody. This is another Last Week on the Road podcast because an opportunity arose at a party I was at the other night that I could not pass up recording and bringing to you right now. Why? What party? Because it was at Kelly Carlin's house, which we told you in great de- in great detail on this podcast when Kelly was a guest of mine. Uh, Kelly Carlin, of course, my comedy hero and the reason I do comedy, George Carlin's daughter. George Carlin's only child um, has these hangouts at her and her husband, Bob McCall's house. They call the Polymind hangs at the Polymind compound. And it's always very interesting artists and comedians and intellectuals and friends of mine. I'm fortunate to say that go to these hangs and hang out there. And at about one something AM towards the end of the hang the other night, um, ended up around a campfire. I was about to leave actually. And then I saw around a campfire, around a little uh, fire pit at their house was Paul Provenza, who's also been a guest on this podcast as a full guest. And then also in one, at least bonus episode as well, last week on the road. Um, And Paul, of course, as you guys know, um, is an actor, comedian, filmmaker, and self-professed skeptic the director of The Aristocrats, the comedy documentary, and a host of The Green Room on Showtime that lasted two amazing seasons, and also the creator of, of Setlist, the improvised stand-up show that, I'm, that I get to do and perform on sometimes. My set was just released on YouTube on the Nerdist channel, if you guys want to check that out. Um, Paul is sitting there around the fire with a lot of interesting people. Bob McCall, um, who, uh, like I said is not only Kelly's husband, he also uh, is a acclaimed director of photography. He's worked with NBC, ABC, HBO, Showtime, um, and also pursued a writing career with Kelly, um, selling a script for the George Carlin show back in the day, and also they wrote together the thriller Devil in the Flesh, the HBO movie. Um, and You'll also hear cameos from comedian and artist Chris Bono towards the end, Richard Green towards the end, very interesting man who will introduce himself after he speaks a bit towards the very end. Um, and Kelly makes a couple quick uh, funny little pop-ins to the conversation just as she's playing host, running in and out of the party. Um, but also David Feldman was sitting there around the fire with us, who's also been a Last Week on Earth guest 
to remind you, he's a comedy writer, sound comedian, podcaster, and radio host who now hosts a radio show on KPFK in Southern California with Ralph Nader. Um, he's written for Comedy Central's The Burn, wrote for Roseanne on the sitcom Roseanne back in the day, Dennis Miller Live on HBO, and Real Time with Bill Maher, and The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, and has won three primetime Emmys for his comedy writing, as well as three Writers Guild Awards. Um, so we had literally three past Last Week on Earth guests popping into this recording, and a few new, very interesting people, and I had to record it and bring it to you. We started talking about, my, my recorder missed the first three minutes, and how I didn't quite press record. I'm a fucking idiot sometimes. I don't always press the button when I think I do. And I regret it to this day, even though it only happened three days ago. But we were talking about politics and how we can maybe save the country, and I was saying how I think net neutrality is the most important thing. And on May 15th, if you guys can do anything to support, to donate towards the ad campaigns, I posted a link on my Twitter just yesterday to it um, and on my Facebook to um, – stop the FCC from passing the ruling they're about to pass or they're considering passing at least on, on, on May 15th to essentially get rid of net, net neutrality, to allow ISPs, internet service providers, to tier the service and charge different amounts for different tiers. So they want to do, they're going to do it um, very likely unless we can make our voices heard and stop them. But we were talking about how I, I think that's the one way to keep information free and keep a true of the people, democratic, open exchange of ideas in our country. And then the older guys and gals I just mentioned, um, who maybe are a little bit more cynical sometimes, um, I don't know if age does it, but they're all the, all the guys in this podcast are older than me by a significant margin, and some of them sounded pretty cynical. I tried to combat it, and some had, had some hopeful opinions too. That's for sure true as well. But... Um, it was a good counterpoint and counter and interplay because of our differences of opinions and trying to figure out solutions together in this wide ranging conversation. It's very loose. It bounces around to different topics, but we try to discuss what could maybe save our politics. If it's too late to turn around things and paradigms in this country and in this world and uh, a lot of other pressing issues. And we try to think of what solutions could be, um, and again, with a pretty heavy dose of cynicism, there was also an appearance um, at the very beginning. The first voice you hear talking is Gary Stockdale, a two-time Emmy-nominated composer and a very intelligent man. And then it's Provenza talking a great deal with Bob McCall talking a great deal. And then little chimes in from David Feldman. Um, and then towards the end, you the female voice you hear that's not Kelly Carlin's will be Lori... Buckley, who is the daughter of the famous, famous satirist and comedian Lord Buckley uh, from the 40s and 50s, um, who I met that night. And I'm not even very familiar with Lord Buckley's work, unfortunately, but I will be looking into it ASAP as I was educated to what he did and his impact on comedy um, at this party that night. Apparently, he was a big influence on George Carlin, Richard Pryor, people of that nature. Um, he created a character in the 40s and 50s according to the New York Times was an unlikely persona part English royalty part Dizzy Gillespie Bob Dylan in his book Chronicles said quote Buckley was the hipster bebop preacher who defied all labels and Michael Pakenham writing in the Baltimore Sun described him as a magnificent stand-up comedian Buckley's work his very presence projected the sense that life's most immortal truths lie in the inextricable weaving together of love and irony, affection for all humanity, married to laughter. I thought that quote was a pretty good way to lead into this podcast because that's sort of what this podcast ended up being, um, a good marriage of irony, cynicism, little optimism thrown in, and definitely some laughter. So without further ado, I bring you into the polymind hangs that we've talked about a lot on this podcast. It's time now for another Last Week on the Road. On the road again, going places that I've never been, 
Seeing things that I may never see again. I can't wait to get on the road again. Through religion and political ideology, you can convince people who would normally, if they were thinking oh, clearly, right. rise up against the more powerful, that yeah. they will allow the more powerful to cause them to fight other enemies of those more powerful people. So you get a safety valve that, that, that throws a, span, I suppose, a monkey wrench. Yeah, but again, the I, I, I can't not think Napoleon of this. Napoleon said that the religion keeps responsibility the... for the broken bottle next to the recycling bin in the morning. Just letting you know now. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly Carlin. I didn't drink. At your own house, you're entitled. I think. I'm just, uh, you know, I just what I'm taking. I'm willing. You are the oligarch of this but, house. What Paul Provenz is still here? That's insane. No, I was looking for my bottle. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The one you threw over yeah. by the recycling. Well, you're going, you know, religion is what keeps the, uh, you know, everybody in check. And, you know, and I think it was, you know, I believe it was Napoleon said that religion is what keeps the middle class from killing the rich. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. And sometimes what so, keeps the rich from killing themselves. No. Unfortunately. I think the truly the the, the you know, upper of the rich really realize that it's a lie to keep rich. down people that <laughs> do not have power. It's like, oh, you don't have any power, but when you die, that's when it'll really kick in. That's when you'll really get the Eventually rewards. Eventually, you'll be oil. You'll be oil. Power. True. They will become very wealthy. As long as I don't give a shit. I can't. You know, you watch Cosmos. You start to not give a shit about anything. That's a great show, isn't it? You start to not give a shit about anything. Yeah, but you were like long gone for a while, but Feldman's saying that he thinks it's too late to reverse it. For, uh, that freaks me out. Uh, are you, he just, are you just talking about Cosmos on Seinfeld? Cosmos. <laughs> Cosmo. Cosmo Kramer. Hey, you do not want to get racial. Cosmo <laughs> King. Okay, but here's the thing, okay? It's very easy to sit back and say, oh, it's too late. But it, clearly it's not too late. There's no laws that have... Some, oh, there are laws that have cemented the current status you know, this, of... This, this, but, well, 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 let me just pause the question, though. Even though shit is tangled and fucked up, we at least still have a system that can untangle shit. And that's why I was talking earlier about net neutrality, where that's, to my, to well, my mind, the most important. There you go. Because that thing is a great revolution. But you're already seeing... I understand. That's so why we got to stop it now. You're already seeing the beginnings of control in that arena as well. Right, but why yeah. can't we Look, stop it? You know, if, we just iterate, if we explain it in a way that is accessible You know why? Because we don't populace. fucking control it. Because you said people are lazy. Well, how do you speak to a you lazy who person? controls it? A handful of media companies. A handful of media companies. Who controls A handful of... Controls the internet. No. Well, one of the other reasons. Yes, that's it's, true. That it's, that it's <laughs> out of our control is the Supreme Court. Yeah. Well, we got to circumvent those assholes. <laughs> but right I'm now, this, sure is sure. Not... this is just at the FCC. This is at the FCC. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean you're, you're you're just talking about net net neutrality, right? Is that what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah. I mean, I think that is the most pressing issue right now, considering they're about to make rulings to end it in like two weeks or three weeks. Well, they already did. Well, they, the hearings going are going on, but they're about to pass to new legislation that faster. will let ISPs set different tiers for different speeds, internet service, internet service providers to set different speeds for different tiers of service. They are already preferential treatment from Time Warner Cable and gets yeah. faster well, well, speeds. Like, but then, then, you know, the way they're, they're selling it is, is you know, how, how fast can you watch your, your fucking YouTube channels and so on? What is your point? Well, that's how you maybe we just need to be strategic and figure out how to talk to lazy people. Maybe you'd be like, yo, you're not going to get your porn streaming fast. Your porn is going to slow down. It's going to have ads in it constantly. You're about to come. It's going to be an ad for. Sorry, sir. Yeah, yogurt. Jamie Lee Curtis wants you to have shit yogurt. Really, Bob? You're getting yogurt? Well, it's going to happen if the net neutrality laws pass. My point being is that I don't care about streaming video, streaming information. Right. Is what the what the real important thing is. If, you know, if it's going to be able to control your access to important information, uh, written information, not just you know, Christina well, Aguilera's latest video, some right. bullshit like that. Right. What what you know, what the real important thing is is if it's going to control free and very fast information that is pertinent to. Uh, Knowledge, but that's the logical next step because once they're giving all preferential treatment to Christina Aguilera's video and House of Cards on Netflix, you're not going to be able to load your web page. It's giving you updates about where the where the meeting is happening and what square and what well, Middle I'm not, Eastern I'm not country. Talking, I'm not talking about uh, video. I'm talking about. Uh, I'm saying load the yeah, web page for your text. 
You need to go to where? A different URL for that. From saying it. Information. Right, if they, information. Oh, right, if like they stuff the, the pub line, the pipeline suddenly you're not going to be able to load like when they Twitter. To if, Twitter. If Twitter won't like, load, like Egypt, you're not going to get the information. Right. Twitter. Exactly. And they just did the same thing in Venezuela, Turkey. I think. Turkey. And Turkey did as well. Yeah. Um, Turkey, right, Turkey did as well. But And you know, you, you can't take any of this out of the light of... of and it's not what happened in yeah, Russia also Snowden's, with their Facebook. Edward Snowden's revelation. Of their Facebook. Snowden. You know, that, that, that whole scenario, <laughs> Snowden, the, the whole scenario, all these, all these, you know, revelations of just how, you know, infiltrated everybody is with everybody else's technology, it, it, it's, it's changing things. It's changing things. You but know? that's actually good. I see yeah, hope. I see in, that as a good thing. In in the like, as I was watching House of Cards, it's very applicable in a lot of ways because it shows again how hackers now have the ability to infiltrate even the biggest governmental data systems and big telecom companies and multinational. can some fifteen year old kid can figure out a code and get access to all that data. That in a way is democratizing well, you too. Know, part, yeah, there you go. A part of me. I was just going to say this. Part of me uh, it feels like. Well, you know what. Finally, finally, we have transparency. Is that the word? Right. You right. know, there may be something to that. I mean, there's probably a big, huge price to pay, but maybe where it counts, we'll be all the better off for it. I don't fucking know. But I, I will tell you right now. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, no, no question about it. I, so I, I just think that, you know, we're starting to feel a lot of weird... Stuff is going is going bigger and bigger and bigger. A lot of discontent, a lot of economic discontent, a lot of this this real sense of what's going on between the rich and the poor, and it's around the world as well. It's around, around the world, maybe I agree, but I don't know if I agree here in America. I haven't felt that. Hang on a second. I, I in no France, they will fucking riot in the streets if you know. If you want to let like, gays marry down the subway when they don't want to shut down, they will fuck. They'll do whatever the fuck it is. Okay, there are a lot of countries where this could could foment and could really take hold and throw everything, you know, throw the whole equation off. And that there's no reason on earth why that kind of sentiment and that kind of fervor and that kind of real, uh, you know. Bye, Amanda. Discontent doesn't spread globally. Like except the same way maybe it in, a region during the Except maybe in America, where they're about to make laws to make it in the bastion of free speech and of democracy. If all of a sudden we cut off our ability to coalesce around the speed of the internet, maybe that's what will put a huge handicap in the leg of it. I think what we're probably from a technology that's not dependent upon government or centralized data that when we microwaves or some new form of some kind of a device that we can just have these little networks that are close enough within five miles. Yeah, where we create our own network and we can't be penetrated. It's not on the grid. I mean, that's like a walkie-talkie network, but the internet is exactly what you're saying if you keep it out of government hands, keep it unregulated and uncontrolled by companies that want to increase your profits. You should allow an access fee. And I think companies like Google and Facebook are, are now penetrating third worlds and and giving access to everybody, which is amazing with their balloons and with their drones that have internet access, which also seems nefarious because Google with drones giving you Wi-Fi and also filming everything. But if we allow them to start making that its own hierarchy, its own corporate hierarchy within internet service, that there's the death of rallying around of, of of humans developing a hive mind, which is this unique point in the evolution of the human species that we have. Is that a politically incorrect sweatshirt? Politically well, that's cool. It's been here for for months. Oh, yeah, yeah. Months, months. That's awesome. And then who does this belong to? It's a little notebook with notes in it. Ben Fold's email is no money in it. Do you have Ben Fold's email address? Yeah, it's on the first page. No, but it, do, do you? Did you find my remote? See if Shatner's in there. So, Feldman, you have. Wait, hold on. Feldman, you have a radio show with Ralph Nader. You launched recently. Provenza, you're at the helm of a network of people that care about pointing at pointing truth to power. Yeah. Are you living? He's vice home. Well, I'm curious. How does Nader feel about 
the hopefulness of where things are now. Is, is he on your page that it's too late? No, he's the eternal optimist. He's the grumpy optimist. Fag. Yeah. He thinks... He's optimistic. He's, he says... Every great person I've met said... You know, I met Tom Hayden, and he said to me the same thing Nader said, the same thing Robert Shear said. They want us to be cynical. They want us to feel defeated. Because feeling defeated is as good as being defeated. And they won with me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's somebody else's job now. Yeah, but then why do you still do it? Why do you still do it then? I, I don't know. Tonight I feel like it's... Uh, Are you uh, primarily doing uh, politics or comedy? With what? With what you do. On the Are show with more Nader? about the issues or the comedy? Well, t- tonight... I don't know. But tonight I'm like... I don't know. What's going on in Europe? I mean, like, do we have a way out? Will they take us? <laughs> How do reverse visas work? I've never looked into it. Yeah. Who do you have to marry to... I think Gerard Depardieu is the guy. <laughs> I think you have to hook up with Gerard Depardieu. Or Andy McDowell. I think I'm one of the two. I mean, here's, here, okay, I mean, whatever, here, here's the point I'm trying to make. I know it's like the end of a party on a Friday night, so maybe we're not, not trying to solve everything, but if, I don't know, I just feel like there needs to be, there should start at the beginning of the party. No, nah, people weren't warmed into the cynical. <laughs> warming into cynical is very interesting. Warming into cynical. That's a very yeah. interesting angle. Exactly. But I, the wind is blowing, so this has to be a life-changing tape. Right. You hear it yeah, right there. something going on. And God heard you say that and kicked it back say, up. I'm all for it. I mean, uh, it's just ridiculous. Here's the, here's the thing. I think we're on the corner. The eternal optimist, I think, wins because, especially if we can keep the Internet free-flowing and fast. All I'm saying is we we're need on the to cusp. get on that goddamn comet. No, fuck that. Paul. Do I have to cut my balls off again? <laughs> You gotta get him back first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Paul, here's the point, okay? That was his name. We are literally later, Gary. We are they literally at the precipice of lightning speed with human action. Because look how fast overnight a Kickstarter can fund fucking Kristen Bell's Veronica Mars movie. Yes, thank God for that. Thank God for that. <laughs> So that is an optimistic thing. So if you just shift that to meaning and you and you you smartly come up with a campaign that explains to lazy, self-interested, narcissistic people that most of the population is why it's in their self-interest. That's where Ayn Rand is, in my opinion, right, and where she sees human nature better than any religious structure or any other philosophical structure does. We talked about it both, and you guys were on my podcast a little bit, but. If you can just figure out how to explain your own freedoms, your porn, your Hulu shows, your everything will slow down, your Facebook posts won't load. If you don't, if you let government and rich assholes control your internet, maybe you can rise up the planet. You know, before it's too late the next few weeks. I think if you cut off American Idol, I think that will happen. Or The Voice is now the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Yank that away, yank away the football oh, or something. You people are fucking crazy. <laughs> yes. If the chair spins around and Adam Levine and Christina Aguilera are just like bones, and it's a sign from the government, this could be next. I would watch that. Of course you would. You're a nihilist. Is that a garlic press? There lies the spark of the answers and the problems, too. Let's just get high and figure it out and then not do it because we're hungover tomorrow. Hey, so, all right, f- parting thoughts. Tyson. Parting thoughts. I want everybody's thought as to whether the planet is still too late or still hopeful enough that we can turn shit around and start solving our major crises. We, can, we should be able to, co- con- to convene the planet fast enough with all of our riches to get rid of global hunger, cure pandemics, cure huge diseases spreading through the world, and generally have a much closer towards world peace vibe. Do you think we can do it? Can we protect the internet and make yeah, these things happen those, in the next 10 years? All those things you just described? Yeah. They're all doable. Right. Except for the institutions that stand in the way. Right. That's why the internet is the workaround. It's the only workaround. 
So you have to keep the institutions out of ben, the internet. Right. And the only way that will work is if somebody can make money doing it. The only way to save the planet is somebody can make money that's doing it. Right. True. That's that is the way to do it. Economy it's, it's is a, the same root as economy. And the only and the reason the planet, I blame planet the is on a death spiral right now, control the <laughs> is because it's so profitable to get to do that right now. To do what? To send it in a death spiral. They don't give a, nobody gives a fuck about. Because there's more money in treatment than cure, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's so easy to buy gasoline instead of buy an electric car. It's so easy to, you know, to spend and pollute and so on, than to save, than, so, to, than to stop the downhill spiral. So then you, you pinpointed you, the question. So then how do you make money off of making sure that the internet stays free and that, how do you make money off of trying to work around huge power structures like oil companies, the like... <laughs> so you make That's money. You the, way you, the way you work, the way you make money outside of the, the established structure of the economy yeah. is in a barter and a trade. Bitcoin. Person. Bitcoin. No, well, maybe. I don't know about bitcoins, but person to person barter and trade. But we're not going to go back to person to person barter because it has to be internet based in this day and age. Not if uh, not if you want to stay away from the big corporation. What's that? But not if you want to stay away from the big corporations. Well, Bitcoin the, is the way, even though it's already completely ripe with corruption and it's a virtual fake. I mean, I mean, fake I'm interested in hearing more about no this way. thing between Richard Branson no, and Paris Hilton about the, the Virgin Galactic and the Hiltons on the moon, and then they've got stuff staked out, and they're talking like two generations, all the rich people will, when the earth is soiled, just move to that environment. You heard about this? Can they go now and then problem solved? <laughs> I, I don't they just go now. Problem is solved. Wait, to go to the moon? Yeah. No, it has to be right in Palestine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now I'm leaving. <laughs> I will not sit here. <laughs> so, Phil, no, you, before you leave, though, you're, you have to have, no, no, you have to have a last thought. Do you think it's too late for real, or do you think that has, has Nader's optimism swayed you at all? Do you think we can, we can save it? Everything. Tell us when we're done. What does it look like when we're done? What does Nader say it looks like when we're done? What, what's the top three priorities that have to be fixed? Uh, get the money out of politics. Agree. That's the big one. That's True. right. Why can't it happen? Why? Why can't that be? that be the one push? Agreed. Keep the internet free and money out of politics. I think those are the two. Why not? Why not just pass a rule from now on? Publicly funded elections. Boom. Money out of politics. No more lobby money. Boom. Sign up for office hours. You're good to go. I agree. That would be great. Except you have to have politicians agree to do that. And what you know, politicians are going to agree? Here's how you do it. You flip the. Here's how you do it. You flip the salaries of teachers and congresspeople. Flip them. You flip the salaries. Flip the salaries of teachers and congresspeople. The teachers will be get. Well, there'll be more incentive in people that want to educate people, and then people in Congress get paid forty-five grand a year, and people that only care about it are going to do it. Except, you know, except that they get to vote themselves. It's salary. 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 salary is increasing. You also ban that. Yeah. You ban that. Yes. You have one of the checks and balances yes. approved yeah. their pay increases. Yeah. There's, There's obvious shit, though. You shouldn't be allowed to vote your own pay increases. Dave, I agree. I think we should be allowed to vote our own pay increases. I think we should. vote for you. We should all be able to. We should all be able to. How do you stop the corruption in Mexico? How do you stop the corruption in Mexico? I helped. I needed a little bit more to say. I would let my peers allocate. Well, that's the big question that actually came up in my podcast last week. Your peers. I know. Aren't there some good arguments towards like one world government in a way? Maybe we're least two, like two check and balance, like buddy governments. Yeah, you control opposition. But you release, yeah. No, you lose control, and then the little, then the little private party starts. The only way to achieve that. You have to localize. 
Like, it's who governs closest governs best. That's what I heard. So that, that's a conservative argument. Local, small government and, and small centralized government. And ultimately it becomes tribalism, which is where we're headed after right. the fucking apocalypse. So then that's the whole argument of the Republicans. Well, so you yeah, agree with that, right? I guess so, yeah. If that's a Republican platform, I'm in. That is, is that government, central government's too big. My counter-argument simply is that we're too far gone. So you're already in a place where shit's fucked up. You're going to say, well, I wish we were back to small town governments. Well, it's too late for that, so you have to adjust. I like, I, I'm really, you know, they, they're cutting oh, up the bodies. They, they paid everybody oh, off. Oh, it's getting too owny. You know, it's it's bullshit. I'm, I'm we have to have we have to be able to localize, grow our own food near us instead of shipping it from you know across the nation. We should be growing all of our stuff in our neighborhoods and and taking care of our own stuff because who's going to understand it better than us? Yeah, I don't disagree. This is the daughter of Lord Buckley right here for crying out loud. Thank you. I'm all for, I'm all in favor of the balkanization of America. You know, the country was originally states. The states, states state. No. 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 Let me know when you're done. long and prosper. The Balkanization of America. So is that the problem you know, with comedy this, at the end of the day? Country, when this country... <laughs> that is just always a joke over the solution in the end. We're like on the precipice of an answer. We're like, so it's the two points or what? Three points. Who's on third? It's I'm like that Colbert on the Colbert. Me too, report. man. He's the best. Him. I don't yeah. think he can keep from doing little Colbert when, he, when he's over. there. <laughs> Let him to take over. <laughs> I, think, I think he's getting used to the idea about leaving. You know, it's, he looks like he's happy. Colbert's pretty brilliant, and I think he'll be, still be crazy. I think he has no, to. No, he's going to he's gonna be crazy. That's the nature of his comedy. Yeah. It's like out of nowhere stuff all the time. That's the best stuff that he he does. I think, <laughs> except the political stuff's funny. No, he's a great improver. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, he's a great improver. He's a great interviewer. And he's, he's a great song. absurdist. He's Every a... time he has a guest come over, and he's all the, uh, you know, the show about him being the interviewer. He, if you look at his interviews, they're great, and he's smart, and he's quick. And Careful. Really doing good. <laughs> you know, if we were bargaining, no one would have grabbed you. Okay, <laughs> you know what made him, uh, Colbert decide he wanted to be a comedian? He was coming back from a limousine from his father's funeral, and his sister and his mom were in the car, and he decided to say something funny, or he said something funny, and everybody laughed, and of course what comedy does is eases the hurt. Uh-huh. And uh, he made up his mind that's what he was going to do. I thought that's pretty cool. That is cool. That's another case of mother. lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> they drove off the road. Yeah. And he's a big guy. I think he could, I think he could actually big, raise the level a little bit. Because I mean, he's so smart. I think. Yeah, that's true. It's like, He'll subversively do it under some new character, like a talk well, show host well, character. Just, but just even if he's just himself, I just right. think he's so, he's so bright that, you know, he's... That's true. He he will be an antidote to what a, a lot of late night I think is really dumbed down. And the audience you know? of CBS is that I mean, like older, we were talking more about stuck in their ways, and they'll subversively do it. Well, I just think it's it, I think it's nice to have a voice that sort of elevates. I think I think he's I just think he's really smart. I just I don't see him doing you know I don't see him appealing to the same audience that Jimmy Fallon is appealing to. Totally. You know, and so it's nice to have that balance. That's true. That's true. That's probably more important than whether he's white or a woman or black or yeah, or I think, I green think or whatever. Meaningful. I agree with that. Is it possible? Has it happened in human history to flip a basic paradigm? I have no idea. That's a really good question. I suppose. I suppose. I guess. Like, do you think we can ever convince the people of the world? Oh. Okay. Religious structures really were meant to make you feel powerless and make you feel self- like selflessness is a good thing and selfishness is bad, ignoring the very essence, obvious fact that actually every act is selfish, comes from yourself, and therefore your own interest is to act in your own interest and not to sacrifice what's obvious to you for some future unseen goal. Can we ever flip that? I don't know. The whole history of civilization is, um, you know, conquest and subjugation, right? And commerce. That's the whole history of civilization. So then, is the answer no? Because that's just a, a more sophisticated, in quotes, version of animals murdering each other from food. No, it goes beyond that. I think it goes beyond that. Um, but is it, or is that just us trying to seem smarter, trying to feel smarter? Well, I don't think animals, you know, animals don't have institutions. 
Right. So but, you know, but, but if all the institutions are fucked and they all lead to oligarchies that are fucked up, and still to people, the strong dominating the weak, is it any different? Is it any better? Or is it the same exact pattern repeating just in fancier ways? Yeah, I mean, that's a really reductionist way of looking at it. And yeah, ultimately, I think you're dealing with animals. We're animals. So then there is no answer then. Then there's no way to ever evolve us. Or, or can we evolve to a more peaceful species? I don't know. Has any species on Earth done that? I don't know. I feel like ants don't fight a lot, do they? Yes, they do. They do? They are vicious. They are vicious? Watch yourself some... some Is that right? I don't watch a lot of nature videos. Watch some ant nature films. Some of them are are freaky murderers that, like, wipe out... Other civilizations of ants Wait, because nature films? Yeah, there's some <laughs> that's not great. Person. Person. Okay, so ants are a bad example. Well, they're political no, diatribes. Is there no nice species that just coexist and don't fight each other? The llama. None. How about llamas? No, no. All species are. Everything is fighting to survive. Everything is fighting to get on the top. I mean, even in the small groups, herds, whatever. Everybody wants. To survive. That's what it's all about. I mean, it's predator, prey, everything. That that is our world. It's about survival. So that's the great challenge of of all of the human experiment then, right? Is to say, we're finally one species that evolves at the very top of the food chain where we have the potential to provide through our intelligence for everybody and therefore survival theoretically could not be a question anymore can that intelligent evolution override our intrinsic beast nature to fight but maybe so we've never had that experiment happen maybe that's the point of the evolution of the whole planet to get there a whole planet's not evolved until it reaches the next evolved step Maybe that's where, why we're still in charge, and that is where we're supposed to be headed, is to finally get rid of that. So, okay, so let's accept that that's the case. Yeah, if it were. Now what? Keep the internet free, get money out of politics, and maybe try to unwind slowly and slowly, so in 100 years from now, it's much more local governments and more tribalistic and less centralized. I don't know. we're the new dinosaurs. That's giving up hope. But we're figuring no, not, out a lot of that's shit. That's not giving you hope. That's, that's uh, just hope true. is overrated. You know what hope is? Hope <laughs> is the difference is the only thing hope is is a wish. Yeah. No, but, but uh, even if uh, humankind wow. goes away, we still got Walt Disney and Carl Yastrzemski's heads frozen, right? What's, I'm sorry? We still have Walt Disney and Carl Yastrzemski's heads frozen. Those two could repopulate the earth. Are there any girls frozen? As long as they don't. I met, one, I, I met one last week. Hope, hope for an ice age. Hope for an ice age. Before they can be connected to something, they can really change things into uh, either a great batting mouse. Right. Can run into a frozen hole somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish I, I wish I could be more uh, optimistic. Uh, I, I can't be. So you think we're doomed? We're all doomed. We're all going to die. No, but the human society? How many societies, how many human societies have coming on? Well, human society is still here in different forms. Well, I mean, if you look at, look at the uh, Aztecs. Well, we just evolved. We just learned, okay, maybe like huge fucking stone calendars that were like real cocky are not the way. Yeah, but... And sacrificing our like town... Hotties isn't the move. Yeah, but we're, we're texting our, our way into the you know, the dark ages. Texting our way? <laughs> yes. I mean, think about it. You 140 know? characters or less. Yeah, yeah. Eventually it'll be two characters and no characters and it's dark. Yeah. We're texting our way into oblivion. It's... The character's all out of it now. Talk about hive mentality. Yeah. Well, the way that I see why I think net neutrality is the most important thing possible right now, the biggest issue for humankind is that certain insects and certain animals have the ability to move all, like thousands of them, in a hive, like bats, just boom, like swarms of birds. And humans don't have that intrinsically, but I think we've evolved it with the internet. We invented a thing that's allowing us to millions at a time coalesce around a cause, around a movement, around a revolution, a riot, a, a protest in Tahrir Square, in this place. And so if we can figure out a way to get internet access to everybody, unfiltered, unfettered, untiered, not regulated, 
I think that's the only hope. Then you just got to figure out the right ad campaign to con- to explain to everybody why it's in their best interest to take down all maybe all at once yeah, all these fucked up power structures that are house of cards style okay, are just okay. there for power and fucking orgies here's shit. the problem you know that that scenario is that people are all already doing that and they're getting really bad information all the time right. and believing it right so and reacting upon that so how does that help if you gotta combat it how do you do that? But but well, how I've do you said do that? Forever, there's a lot of ways. One I mean, is yeah. the the old ways, the conservative no, but I'm are great at marketing, right? Which maybe it's easier for them because they're using old topics, so they already have the slogans written. But you need to use the battle tactics of a dire cause that the right uses on the left, firstly, and you got to put it through media and in subversive, interesting, simple to understand ways. I try to do that with my podcast. I try to. Well, I, I agree. I make agree, but, these issues but, relatable but, to the masses. But you can't give the right information to everybody uh, all the time, and everybody's going right. go to go to what they think yeah. is the yeah, right. That's true. Right truth that I mean, they it's want. It's very tangled now already. Right. So I agree that everybody should be able to get unfettered access to information. But what information? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean that. That. I mean, they. That's that's the problem. Is no matter what, it, it, even though it is unfettered and unregulated, people are going to believe all the bullshit right, that right. they read. Right. So I mean, that's why. So you know, you're right. Yeah. They should get it, it. It should be wide open. But even though it's wide open, it doesn't always help. But that's why I actually, I know I said a minute ago back to tribal. That's where I actually disagree then with conservatism. And I realized, re-realized it now. I mentioned earlier more towards one centralized government. I think actually it's better because people always argue that it's better to keep private industry in charge. That's actually the ones you can elect. You can't kick out if they become corrupt. Theoretically, at least, in politics, you can kick out and elect your leaders. It is the pe- voice of the people, and it's that's become a corporation because we've eroded all of the controls and we've allowed crazy money in it. But if you could get the money out of politics, completely out, and redo the fucking system, I also think you have to get rid of the party system. It should not be two camps. We need to be humans all on one page, not from day one. You're either on this platform or this platform, and let's just fight for our side. Mm-hmm. It's not a sport. It's not a pickup game. It's life. But it is. But th- that's just because that's how it's become. But Maybe the that, forefathers made been, a mistake. It's always been that Shouldn't way. Shouldn't whip votes. You should it's, explain in logic. But, no, it's, explain it's, votes. But it, but it's, divide and conquer. But it's always it's been that way. You, you separate. You, you, you look at the Romans. Look at them. Look at them. Why does it have to be? Okay, fine. Maybe history then isn't a good example because it's history. Because it hasn't evolved to that point yet. Maybe we need to come up with a new governmental style that is chill. Football, football fans for Major League Football care and believe in their team and really are passionate about yeah. it. Do you think they believe in the rules? You think they they the rules of the game and how yeah. the game is played? Yeah. And they fight. There are battles between sure. major, you know, but they don't make the rules. We don't make the rules. The owners own the teams, and the rules of the game are just there to excite us. We need to keep the rules and the fights just in We sports. don't own the game. Fine. We need to own it. It's we need like, to take the ownership back. It's like a freeway. You have but we got to take the ownership back. Yeah, how? Because the system... Revolution. At its, yeah, revolution. revolution. At its, exactly. At its core, we do own it. There's no... Thing entrenched in the American Constitution that says corporations own us. It's supposed to be of the people. That's so the whole point of in it. The, in the 1960s, there were marches in San Francisco and in New York. Great marches against Vietnam. Oh, War, right? my fucking phone. Died. No, it didn't. It's still going. Thank God. Sorry. Go ahead. Great marches against Vietnam War. Yeah. Like late 1960s, early 1970s. Yeah. And people would march. Hundred thousand, half of that. It was in a march in San Francisco with a million people. Yeah. And everybody shouting, "Power to the people!" Yeah. But it always saw seemed to me to be ridiculous because the people have the power. It's how do you exercise the power? What do the people do with the power? How do you organize the power? How do you communicate the Accountable power? leaders. The things Obama said he was going to do that he didn't. C-SPAN televised every political meeting, every White House meeting, every congressional session. You do not allow the behind-the-doors okay. so deals. If the Congress and the, we have the technology now. We've evolved to that point. If the Congress and the Supreme Court say no, we're not going to do that. Throw them out. We need to bug them. But not How do you do it? How do you do it? Some sort of a mini revolution of sorts. You have, there's a way to do it. We created the whole country on a revolution. 
It's not going to be. There was fixed. nothing here. We're not going to get Except it back. Lovely Indian gonna, tribes. We're not going to get it back peacefully. You're probably right about that. But we could. Yeah, but Arguably, problem. we could. Literally, all you need to do, we could get it back. I was, I was a fan of letting the banks fail, and that would create the dire environment that would have, in a semi-painless but super painful way, reset shit. We didn't. We band-aided it. Would it have reset anything? Because the rich people would have been fine. The 1% would have been fine. You can have a complete shutdown of this whole economy, and the rich... The 1% are going to be okay. And they even have fucking generators in their basement most right, of them right. because they've got estates and the hundreds of millions of dollars to, right. to spend, they so they're going to be fine. Well, no. Military no, that's not true. That, that is not necessarily or, true. Okay. The, the, you, can, you can take their money away because their money is not a tangible thing. Their money is out there. And, you know, they, they, you know they, it's like I've got a $100 million. Well, you don't have a hundred million dollars right. in a in a, in actual paper money. It's out there in the right. ether. Remember the end of Fight Club? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they the blow up exactly. all the credit card buildings. Exactly. But <laughs> I, I wish it could all work, but it won't. Maybe it will. That's my point, though. If, here, if, okay. if in the worst-case revolution is a possibility, okay, one look, step before that, look at, look at, we could pass laws that unwind the well, wolf degrees of shit. The problem with revolutions is... Yeah, it's, that's all. It's the problem, 2 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. all of you. I'm going to bed. Kelly, I love you. Love the you. problem with revolutions is yeah, typically somebody gets in charge really shouldn't be in charge. Look what happened in Cuba. Well, I have a solution to that, too. I have a solution to all egotistical, despotic leadership issues. No country will ever be allowed to be led again if it's not a, 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 a tribunal of three buddies. Buddies well, kinda, wouldn't be nefarious. But that kind of happened in Cuba. And, you know, What's your name? Know, Richard Green. Killed, What's yours? Ben Glebe. Nice to meet you. Me. Thanks yeah. for your thoughts. Yeah. What happened in was Cuba? That from and old school? That the three buddies? Yeah. No, it's just my idea. Oh, I see. Okay. I don't think I mean, so. I mean, che, che Guevara, you know. Che Guevara did what? I mean, che Guevara was in there, but he, you know, he got kicked out, you know. It's, it's not, it's never, it's never clean and, and wonderful and lovely like we all wish it would be. How do Swiss countries do it? Like Switzerland, for example. Well, I'll join you in a moment. Don't they have systems that are, or, or like, you know what I mean? How do the Tibetans do it? How do people that actually figure out how to not make it about power structures? Make it about working for everybody. Oh, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just well, there you have it. I'm just suggesting. Well, but that, no, that's not what you're saying. It's not there you have it because most people don't know everything. around and take the best from each culture. Right, and just create a new system. The one that The Swiss have created a country based on money. And then, you know their their whole economy is is based on you know controlling you know helping uh, wealthy industrial and I'm gonna look up your father's stuff. I say that it's important for young people to read books out of libraries. Because they're not manipulated. Oh, yeah. Actually, they're they're coming back into fashion. Are they? Yeah. If you check your Google or your Yahoo News. Really? Yeah. They're they're starting. They're starting to find that, that libraries are starting to Google come into libraries. fashion. Google libraries. Okay. And the new fad called libraries. Interesting. It's really great. It's interesting because. And what will you find in a library? Uh, well, you find untouched books, like un like you know re-edited books. There's things. And if you want to download them, if you want if you want to look up something in a library, how do you find something in a library? Decimal. It's cards. Do we decimal? That cards. You flip through them. Yes. That's pretty stupid. <laughs> but it works. Actually, it works. True. It's something that yeah. works. But it's a finite amount of information. Good night. Actually, it's, Party's not, it's over. not a card system anymore. It's, no, it's, it's not. It's, it's a computer. <laughs> true. Um, thank you, guys. We we at least had a good first step towards figuring out. We got some good Did, answers on the board. Are we saving the world or are we giving up on it? A combo. Okay. Ben, ben, it's Excellent. Chris Bono with two in. On the road again. Going places that I've never been. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to what a little snippet of one of our polymind hangs at Kelly Carlin's house, Kelly and Bob McCall's house, sounds like. Um, it was an interesting talk, and I thought particularly interesting was towards the end there, about five minutes ago, when um, about five minutes ago when, when Richard Green was trying to make the point that we can 
care passionately about the rules of the game, but we can't change them because we don't own the teams or make the rules ourselves. The team owners are the ones who do that, implying that we're just cogs in the machine. But I think as the news this week showed with Donald Sterling being outed as a terrible racist and then swiftly and decisively being kicked out of the league due to the public opinion of all the players and the general public and the outrage that ensued, the league had to take action that was drastic to take the ownership away from him. It looks like maybe we can make the rules. And maybe we can take the ownership back. In fact, we do have that capacity. So that was a nice twist in the news this week to prove that despite all the bullshit that might be out there, we can, in fact, maybe turn some shit around. We can at least turn the beat around. Gloria Estefan promised us that. You can make it happen, was one of her lyrics. So, I don't know. Like Kelly said, have we given up on the world or are we going to save it? It's a little bit of both. I'd say 51% tipping this week towards saving it. Thank you all for listening. Until last week, next week, this has been Last Week on the Road. The mysterious force is loose somewhere in outer space. The mysteries of creation are there. In the sky? Up in the sky. The moon and the planets are there. And new hopes for knowledge and peace are there. And therefore, as we set sail, we ask God's blessing on the most hazardous and dangerous and greatest adventure on which man has ever embarked. Demonic chapters shall be captured by kings Through the storms of days after And to the earth from the sun through triple darkness to blast you With a force that can't be compared to any firepower For it's mind power shared The brainwave causes vessels to circulate Like constellations reflect at night off the lake Word to the father and mother earth Seeking everlasting life through this hell for what it's worth Look, listen, and observe and watch another sea cycle pulling my peeps to the curb. Heed the words. It's like ghetto style proverbs. The righteous pay a sacrifice to get what they deserve. Cannot afford to be confined to a cell. Brainwave swell, turning a desert to a well. Experience the best teacher. Fox will spray like street sweepers. Little daddy street preacher. Illustrious feature. Narrator you select. Accompanied by deck plus the DJ you respect. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.